This is the Heritage Cookbook Project podcast, where we connect with cooks across the country to talk about food memories and family recipes and learn just a little bit more about one another. And I'm your host, Leigh Olson. My name is Beth Lee, and I live in San Jose, California, and I am a food content creator, food blogger, and I also do marketing consulting. In my chat with blogger and content creator Beth Lee, we talk about her grandma and aunt's tiny Brooklyn kitchens, the blending of cultures, and how one ingredient can result in two very different iconic cultural dishes. I was born and raised in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, which is a small town on the western side of Massachusetts in what they call the heart of the Berkshires. And when I was 11 years old, my dad was transferred to uh, a field office for General Electric at Lockheed, and we moved to California. Do you still have family on the East Coast? I do. Uh, My mom was one of six children in her family. She was the one who who, uh, flew the coop and left the East Coast. My cousins are anywhere from like New York, New Jersey, and then down to the Florida area. I was raised in the Jewish faith. Both my parents are Jewish, very traditional, um, not super religious, but we used to do things like family circles where we all gathered together and the extended family to just be together in New York and and very traditional like Ashkenazi type of food. Both of my parents are from Eastern Europe. Their family is from Eastern Europe. The typical like noodle kugel and potato kugel, you know, the very Ashkenazic uh, Eastern European foods is what I was raised with. And then the very New York things, the deli, pastrami sandwiches, sour pickles. And probably the biggest memory of all of it is my grandmother and her baking. My grandmother lived in a tiny apartment and my aunt lived right across the way. And we'd all squeeze in those two apartments. We'd usually come on a Friday night, and my grandmother would have challah waiting for us on the table always. Explain challah. How is that different from any other bread? It's an egg bread. Generally, it's braided, and with you know, could be three strands, four strands, five strands, six strands. And on certain times of the year, that braid is then taken and turned into a circle because the circle is symbolic during, for example, the New Year, the Jewish New Year, which is called Rosh Hashanah. I think what's most unique about it is it's symbolic every week when we celebrate Shabbat. And Shabbat is from sundown on Friday night to sundown on Saturday night. It's the time when the week ends. You know, the idea is to take a break and be with family. And and in the modern times, you know, put your electronics away. You light candles at sundown and you always have challah. So in a lot of families, certainly like where my my mom and dad or particularly my mom was raised, every Friday that they celebrated Shabbat and there was always challah on the table and a hot meal on Friday night. After the break, find out how a California-born Korean-American with ties to Hawaii and a transplanted East Coast Jewish woman honor family traditions with two very different dishes that start with the humble egg. This episode of the Heritage Cookbook Project podcast is supported by Bob's Red Mill. When you're making those treasured family recipes, don't leave the quality of your ingredients to chance. 
Visit bobsredmill.com to find out more about this employee-owned company, their products, and how you can fill your pantry with them. With their products, not their employees. And now back to Beth and two recipes for eggs that are as different as her and her husband's cultures, but play a very important role in the traditions that their family has built together. Where did you meet Doug? I got my degree at uh, UC Berkeley, and I was lucky enough to get a job every summer working at Intel. And the summer before my junior year, I was working in the department where he was working, and that's how I met him. You're from very different cultures. When you decided to get married, did you have any discussions about the differences and how you might be able to mitigate any issues that would come from that? Uh, Absolutely, we did. It was really important to me that we raise our kids in the Jewish faith. I was very open to learning about his upbringing and, and his traditions and even continuing his traditions, but it was very important to me that our kids be raised in the Jewish faith. Um, but we still honor uh, my husband's traditions. Doug's of Korean descent. His parents were both born in Hawaii and his grandparents came from Korea. But I think if anything, we very, very much identify with his Hawaiian heritage. One of the things that he ate growing up was something really simple, but it, and it's really very Hawaiian. It's soy sauce eggs, just adding soy sauce to eggs and scrambling them. But it's always served with steamed white rice and then Portuguese sausage. In fact, you can even go into a McDonald's in Hawaii and you can get Portuguese sausage, rice, and eggs. We prefer the spicy version and that kind of grilled, charred, sausage against the steamy white rice and the kind of creamy, a little bit salty, umami-ish eggs is just really um, what we all would live for. And every time we go to Hawaii, you know, big, big bowl of the tropical fruit, steamed rice, Portuguese sausage, and eggs. That's really every morning that we're there, that's what we what we would eat. Now, you also have an egg recipe that was kind of central to you when you were growing up. Yes, yes, exactly. So this is what's so amazing about food and different ingredients is how you can take the same ingredient, an egg, and turn it into something so very different and have it attached to such different memories in your own life and other people's lives. Uh, So on my side of the family, growing up, aside from some of the things I mentioned earlier, like my grandmother's challah, for example, the other thing my grandmother would make, and my mother also did learn to make, um, was something called a bubula, uh, which is also an affectionate term for a grandma. Um, So you can think of this as like a very comforting kind of dish, but it's basically a matzah meal pancake. You separate out the eggs and... You whip the egg whites to make them fluffy, and then you put them back together with the yellows and some matzo meal. And matzo meal is basically matzo, which is a flat cracker that's been all ground up into really small pieces to be like a, a flour. And then you cook it up in a pan with some oil. That's how my grandmother always did it with a little bit of like canola oil, vegetable oil. When she took it out of the pan, she'd put some cinnamon sugar on it. Was there a special occasion that she made the bubble for? 
So a bubula is probably more traditionally eaten on Passover, but for me, it's not an association just with Passover. It was just one of those things that it's a comfort food for me. And when you put that cinnamon sugar on top, it's like, you know, reliving my childhood. The bubula was kind of convinced me that moving into the food business and to food content creation and blogging was where I was kind of meant to be because I saw how you can connect with not only people you don't know around the world, but even your own family. I sent out an email saying that I had written about grandma and somehow it got to my cousin in Florida. And this is my cousin who lived across the hall from my grandmother. And he grew up eating bubbles. He wrote me the most wonderful email about um, how it, how happy he was that he now had that recipe, which, you know, to the point of your project that you're doing, you know, how important these old recipes are and how meaningful they can be to people. It is so interesting when you talk about family recipes and the memories that it brings up and the discussion that it invokes is really, it's amazing to me. The idea that I brought back, you know, something from his childhood that was meaningful to him because I shared a bubble recipe that that was really like, that was a special moment for me. Super special. If you'd like, I'll, I'll share with you what he wrote to me. Could you read it? I could. He says, this is my cousin from Florida. He says, I wanted to thank you for making available grandma's pancake recipe. I have looked for that recipe in every Jewish cookbook around and never found it. Of course, I never thought to do the obvious, ask the family. Sivy, that's his wife, made the pancakes tonight and they were great. Topped with sugar, and this is another way of eating them, or a little Manischewitz Concord grape wine, as we did in our house in Brooklyn. Of course, the greater significance beyond the tastiness of the pancakes were their emotional and nostalgic value. For the duration of the meal tonight, this always tears me up. I was 10 years old again and back at 414 Avenue N with my mommy and grandma in the kitchen. It was a truly wonderful and sentimental moment for me. Thank you for giving me the venue to return, at least in my mind's eye, to those wonderful years in a world that now seems all too distant. Sorry, that tears me up every single time I read it. And if I ever feel frustrated or can't remember why I'm doing what I'm doing, I go back and read this um, email because I was still, it's still done something meaningful. Um, Recipes do matter. Food matters. I so agree with you. We need t-shirts that say recipes matter. So if you had one piece of sagely advice about the bubolo, what would that be? Don't skip the cinnamon sugar at the end or try a different topping. Try syrup. Because one thing we really believe in this house is it's nice to know what the tradition is, but then let it evolve. You know, we all have different backgrounds and in our family, we have different religions, different ethnicities and cultural backgrounds. So let it evolve. If something you know from another tradition makes sense with the bubble, you want to try a different topping, do it, make it your own. 
If you enjoyed hearing Beth's memories about matzo meal pancakes and soy sauce eggs and want to hear more stories like this, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you could take five minutes away from the skillet and leave a rating and review, it'll help me reach more people like you who love stories about food. The full recipe for matzo meal pancakes and soy sauce eggs can be found at the heritagecookbookproject.com. And don't forget to register for access to the printable cookbook pages. Oh, and the lighting of the two candles at Shabbat signifies the observance of two mitzvahs or commandments. The first, remember the day of Shabbat and make it holy. And the second, keep the day of Shabbat and make it holy.